0: I'm super excited, uh, I'm not even going to lie to you because you know lying is, is not good, uh, I had one lesson planned and then I was uh, so moved, so touched wow. by uh, the communion done uh, by uh, Ariana, our dear sister, uh, that I was like, you know what, I'm going to preach a totally different lesson uh, than I had, and the title of the lesson is, the title of the lesson is Love Never Fails. <laughs> How many of you guys like failing? Oh, oh my God, my God. how do you guys just wake up? You're like, I want to be a failure today. Oh. No. no one likes failing. Absolutely
1: not. But how many
0: of us believe that love is the solution to never? Fail. Come on, bro. That's what the Bible well, says. the Bible would say it is. Let's go over here to First Corinthians chapter 13. Come on, bro.
1: Come on. Come on Today,
0: dude. we're just going to talk about love, love, love. Love, love, love. I hope you're, you guys' hearts are all excited. Bro, I'm ready, bro. Love, I love. am ready, bro. I hope you guys are right. ready. First Corinthians chapter 13. Now, this is a famous passage of scripture quoted at almost every wedding, though almost 60% of marriages end in divorce. So I don't know why we, like... You know, read this at the oh, weddings if, you know, we ain't going to do it. Okay. Oh, right. It makes zero sense. But uh, anyway, First Corinthians chapter 13 in verse 4. The Bible says, love is patience. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. But love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. Love never fails. This is it. This is the definition. This is God's standard. God's idea. I'm the only definition I say. Of love. Mm. You know, love is so sad. It's so misunderstood in today's culture, in today's yeah. society, by us, especially the youth today, I think. Talk about it, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's mostly confusing, I believe, due to our language. Yeah. Our
1: language.
0: Yeah, come on, Nate. Come on, yeah, Nate. Talk about it. What in the world am I talking about? Come on, bro. Come on. Well, I could go and say, you know, my God, I went over to Volcanos, the Mexican oh. restaurant, oh. and I had some birria tacos. Oh. And I loved oh. those birria tacos. They were wow. so juicy and salty. You dip them in the consomme, Just ate them on them. <laughs> oh, I loved those birria tacos. And then I can say, you know what? My dear friend, my dear brother, Dashiell Chavez. And you know what? I love. Dash. Mm. I just love him. I want to give him a big hug. I got to spend time with him. Dash is... I love Dash. Mm. Well, then, you know, there's my wife. My wife, who I love very, 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 very much. As I have for almost six years now. Time spent together, dates, uh, just the way that she looks at me and I get to be with her. and It's just so, so special. I love my wife, and a new type of love in my life lately, one that I thought about, but now I feel. That's love of a parent. Aww. The love I feel towards my little daughter, little baby Olivia.
1: Come on.
0: <laughs> now, I hope you're thinking that when I use the word love to say I love Beria Tacos, mm. And I love my wife. I hope you're thinking that they're different loves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Just, I hope so. Exactly. But yeah, but, but that's the problem with our language, right? Mm. What do we, what do we, we use the same word love to mean tacos and love, like, I love my wife. Oh. Now I love my little baby daughter Olivia, but when I say I love Dash, is it the same love? Nope. No. But we use the same word, right? So I think for, for generations in English, we, we only have one word for love, yeah. but we all know subconsciously inherently that uh, it's a different types of love right and so there's a shortcoming there's a a, we miss the mark on how to really vocalize and explain Mm. this complex feeling uh and i would say there i say actions because that's really what they are we uh, we misunderstand love because we can't communicate we don't know how to vocalize it. We very seldom understand what love is. Uh, the Greek language is very different. Yeah. In the Greek they had a few words for love. Eros was a passionate physical love, most commonly related with sex. Storge is the love of a parent for a child. A love where the child will actually never love the parent as much as the parent loves the child. It's impossible. Why? Because the parent gave birth to the child. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's impossible for the child to love the parent more. Mm. You have phileo. Oh. Phileo is the love of best friends. Yes. It is deep friendship. It is uh, best described in the Greek culture as brothers who are bonded by war. Mm. People who share a common experience. Uh, women who are bonded by shared experiences in life. Phileo, the love of best friends. We have a city called Philadelphia. Yep. Oh. In America, it's called the city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. It comes from the Greek word phileo, Philadelphia. Makes sense. The last love uh, is called agape love. Agape love. And this kind of love means to continually choose, to continually choose to put someone else's needs oh, yes. above your own. Oh. Even when It hurts. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Agape love, to continually choose, notice it's a decision, to put someone else's needs above your own. These are the Greek words for love. There's a few variations on those words, but those are the, the concepts, the idea of love. So in fact, when you read your English Bible, and anytime you see the word love in the New Testament, I would, I would, I would beg you, find out which Greek word it's talking about. Mm, okay. Because again, you're going to be like, oh, love. Like Jesus loves me, like, like the same way he loves ta- tacos. No, uh, oh, what kind of love? How does Jesus yeah. love? Is it the Come love on. of a parent? Is it the love, is it an, an agape love? Which is right, the most common right. way. Um, and so, I believe that this morning, we're going to study out love. And I believe it's totally going to change our lives. Because yeah. as we know, love yeah. never fails. Yeah. On, yeah. on, How about that, bro? Let's go over here to the book of John, chapter 14. Yes. Come on, John, chapter 14. Nate. Let's go, Nate. This is awesome.
1: Come so on, Nate. bro. Come, Come on. on, Nate. Come
0: on, bro. Well, pick it right here. In verse 12.
1: Come
0: on. on. Let's go. Come on. The Bible says, Very truly I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things. Mm, Let's go. Because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will. I will do it. What a call hire. Mm
1: -hmm. Literally,
0: Jesus, in three years, split all of time in half.
1: Mm.
0: It's a 30-year-old homeless carpenter who left his parents' house, and by the time he was 33, he had built a following of committed, sold-out, world shakers called his disciples. He's killed. He's killed for what he taught and preached. Three days later, he resurrects his last words to his followers. Let's go spread my teachings all over the world. 2,000 years later, in America, on the other side of the world, a bunch of us are talking about this 32 year old homeless carpenter and his followers. This man changed the world. Wow. And he would look at this room and say, Guess what? If you follow me, do even greater things. Yeah. Right Come on, bro. Come on, Nate. So maybe you're like, oh, I like that. How? How? How do we do greater things? John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. There it is. Come on, bro. When we keep his commands, we're going to do even greater things. When we keep his commands, we actually express our love for Jesus Christ. You know, there's different love languages. There's a book by Gary Chapman. It's a classic already. It's called The Five Love Languages. And it's actually about how people give and receive love. Yeah. The five love languages are quality time. It's when you spend time with someone, the phone is off. There's no distractions. And you give your full attention to that person, quality time. I used to think it meant quantity time. Like, I'll spend two hours, this is my wife's love language, I'll spend two hours with my wife, but she could feel super unloved after two hours. I'm like, babe, what do you mean? I had like 35 things to do, and I spent two hours with you. She's like, babe, you were distracted, you weren't giving me your heart, your time, your attention. Like, oh, I can spend 30 minutes with my wife, full attention, and she's happy. She's like... Oh my God, he loves me. <laughs> yeah, it's quality time. That's one quality time. The next one is words of affirmation. That's my my, way, my, my way. other one, my wife's... I'm just starting my wife's love. Uh, words of affirmation, where you genuinely uh, lift up someone, encourage them with your words, right? Because it's very generic, like, hey, you're great. No. Yeah, like, Why you don't even know me. You don't even awesome. know me, right? But words of affirmation might be like writing a, on, a, on a card, writing down a nice card, of, of how you really feel and think about that person. Like maybe someone did something great. Uh, uh, you know, someone, you know, I don't know, served you in a great way or was very thoughtful. And you, you tell them how great they are by your words, right? Um, specific compliments with words uh, really can just fill someone up with love. Come on, man. The other one is gifts. I, I like this one. Gifts is good. Gifts is not just like, oh, I dropped like $10,000 on this, you know, diamond necklace for you. as a gift. A gift is something that that the person would, would like, they feel love. Because the gift would only work for them. Ooh. So like if I bought Dylan a, a Oakland Raiders jersey, yeah, let's go. He would feel let's super loved. Yes. Because it would Haters, express that I know Dylan heartache. and I love him. He's my friend and my yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. But if I got a Raiders jersey for our dear brother Everisto, would you be fired up? He would hate me. Look at he's he actually oh discouraged God. that he's in like disgustful. I'm sorry, bro. I love you. I love you. <laughs> he's, a, he's a words of affirmation. I like your haircut, me. bro. You look great. Yeah. You look great. <laughs> yeah. See a words of affirmation, huh? Um, I'm trying to be, uh, bilingual, trilingual. All right, so there's gifts, there's words of affirmation, quality time. Now we're getting to my, my love languages. Uh, physical touch. Oh, this one, very sadly, has been corrupted, uh, a lot by the world because of abusive past and backgrounds. It's so sad. But physical touch, right? Physical touch doesn't just mean, like, like kissing and sex and stuff. Physical touch can just be, like, a good hug. Physical touch can be, like, when someone's having a hard time, you just put your hand on the shoulder and be be okay right those those little like things you know like that touch someone feels loved they feel seen they feel heard they feel known. they feel like hey you recognize i'm here um physical touch it's a a great one now obviously we got to have boundaries right people can feel uncomfortable um so you got to react for me when i became a christian i understand not everyone likes being you know, likes this love language. They don't feel love this way. So I had to really tamper that, right? Yeah. Um, and so it, we do care about each other and touch is a great way to show that. And the last one is acts of service. Uh-huh. And all the brothers oh, said, amen. amen. Uh, this typically, typically tends to be more on the guy's side. Though not always, but typically. Uh, uh, you, you find a guy and let me tell you what he'll do. Anything. Hey, like, could you fix my... Tur- it's yeah, like yeah, pouring, yeah. it's yeah. raining, it's yeah. muggy, it's hundred... Yeah, yeah, fix your tire right, right here. Yeah, on, fix dad. your tire. Woo! Oh, right? They just yeah, serve. They done. serve. Like, whatever you need me to do. You know, this is where I believe men and women... Um, in most dating relationships or whatever, marriages, is they miss the mark, right? Women are like, I don't want to inconvenience you. I don't want to make you go out of your way. The guy's like, I'll I'll go out of your way. <laughs> I can't wait to go out of my way for you. I can't wait. Please ask me to do something, right? And then and then and then the, the woman gets mad later.
1: You didn't help me. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my
0: god. All right, we need to uh, and, right? And so so. Acts of service, how can I go out of my way and serve and do something great? Because I love you, right? Because I love you. And so, you know, these are the different love languages, and we got to learn, like, what makes me feel loved, what makes the people around me feel loved. But I believe there's more than just five love languages. Here we learn God, or Jesus's love language. I believe this is also the love language of parents. Because verse 15, may I remind you? Yes. If you love me, keep my commands. Mm -hmm. If you love me, obey me. If you love me, do what I say. Many people claim with their mouths, I love God. Mm -hmm. However, they do not keep the commands of God. Mm -hmm. My first point, we must love obedience. We must love obedience. Why is it hard to keep the commands of God? Because God's commands go contrary to what we want in life. God says, get out of your comfort zone and be committed to me. But we love our comfortability. God says, give to the church. But you're like, no, I love my money. God says, be disciplined. We say, I don't want to do a budget. I don't want to. I want to just take a nap. I want to ignore uh, the things God has called me to do. And so therefore, we, we, God feels super
1: unloved.
0: You know, our spouse. Our dating relationships, our marriages, or perhaps you're not even in a relationship, but you oh. think about someone so, so much. You think, oh my God, if only I just dated him or her. <laughs> no. Then you have no time for God. Oh, hey, uh-huh. You, Some of us, we worship our feelings. Oh, Why well, I feel like this? Is that what God wants to do? No, but oh. I feel like he wouldn't mind. Repent! Yeah. Your feelings are not oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. For some of us, like myself, control. I gotta have a plan, I gotta know the plan, I gotta know plan B, and I gotta just I gotta be the one who made the plan and make sure the plan works and I gotta do every part in the plan because no one else can get stuff done.
1: Yeah.
0: I've learned not to be that way, but that is my normal operating function modus operandi, that's how I work. Why? It's a source of pride. I think I know it better than everyone. So let me be in control. I know better than God, let me be in control. It's wicked, it's totally wicked, it's not right. It's And for some of us, we just like pleasure. I just want to do what makes me feel good. God doesn't care if I sleep with her before we're married. God doesn't care if I just let loose a little bit on the weekends. He understands I'm stressed. No, he doesn't understand. No, love him. Keep his commands. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love does not delight in evil, mm-hmm. but love rejoices with the truth. Come on. Let's go over here to John three. Okay. Right, come on, come on. Well, I thought Jesus will forgive me. I thought Jesus will accept me. Mm. I thought Jesus will love me no matter what. No, <laughs> no, no. What's up, bro? Let me tell you, no. Okay. John chapter 3, pick it right here in verse 19. Mm. This is the verdict, meaning this is the final decision. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light. Okay, what does that mean? This is like a very conceptual like light versus darkness. What What is he talking about? Read right here at the end of verse 19. They love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. He's talking about what we do. Everyone who does evil hates the light, will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that uh, what is seen may be seen plainly, and what they have done has been done in the sight of. Of God. Wow. Mm. Come on, bro. You see, Jesus cares that we recognize the wrong evil things we're doing and we change and we repent and we stop darkness but come into mm. the light.
1: Come on, come on. Come on, Nate.
0: This is the commands. Yeah. What do we love? What are we not willing to give up mm. to actually follow Jesus? Come on, Abe. Come on, bro. You know, there's a story. Mm. There is a woman. She loved animals. She loved animals. You ever seen the oh, crocodile man. hunter type guy? You yeah. know, very sadly Steve Irwin passed away. he's like Crocodile, like there's a lion. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go catch it. Like he's crazy. Uh, so you have Steve Irwin, right? You have Steve Irwin. He loves animals. This woman loved animals too, and she she had a pet um, anaconda. Oh, God. Pet like just a pet is anaconda is. Uh, I remember when I was in elementary school, they had the, the anaconda people. I don't know what, who they were. But they came and they brought, like, lizards and reptiles. Yeah. Yeah. But the last animal they brought was a huge, yeah. like, yes. anaconda, yeah. right? And they put it, they, like, let it sit on the kid's shoulders. Like, I'll, I'll I was like, uh-uh, it's crazy. But anyway. <laughs> it's crazy. So she had one. And uh, she loved the bow constrictor. She named him Bo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bo, the bow constrictor. I was like, oh, you're funny. And the snake was about seven feet long. Wow. One day, the snake just stopped eating. Mm. It just wouldn't eat. She'd been feeding the snake for four years. After several weeks, she's trying everything she do to get the snake to eat. The woman, you know, being concerned for her pet, her pet uh, boa constrictor, goes into the veterinarian's office. You know, she goes to the vet and she's like, hey, like, you know, like, uh, what's wrong with my snake? You know, it's not eating. Is it sick? And what's wrong? They do some tests, examinations. The veterinarian just shakes his head. He asks her, do you sleep with the snake in your bed? She goes, yeah, absolutely. Has your snake been snuggling really close to you? Yeah, it's more affectionate. I was surprised that it hasn't been eaten, but it's just like snuggly. Is the snake stretching itself out more? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's been doing it every day. It makes me feel so sad that it's getting cuddly, but I can't feed it. It's so sad. The veterinarian goes, man, your snake is not sick. It has been preparing to eat you. He's been sizing you up every day so he knows how big he has to be. He's not eating to have enough room in his stomach to digest you.
1: What the that's
0: you know, Yo, as much as we're all like, ooh, wow, she's crazy, ooh, she has a pet snake, ooh, as a, right. let me tell you, you got your pets, Oh, and I got my pet, but it's not a pet snake, what is it? It's your pet sin. It's the sin that you keep with you, you pet it, you're like, oh, little sin, like, oh my gosh, I didn't really have to forgive someone, oh, oh, oh my gosh, it's okay to be angry and not confess. Oh, yeah, it's okay if I watch what I want to watch on my phone. Oh, and you got whatever it is. You got your little pet sin, the sin of laziness, comfortability, yep. right? Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, no one it's cool. It's my pet. I and then you feed it. You feed it. Oh. You're like, you know, let's say there's someone you don't want to forgive and you're just like very cold. You're like, oh hey bro, hey, sis. Oh, hey. Oh, That's your little that's where oh, your, you're feeding your little pet of bitterness right there. No, you're no, just no, like, eat no, this. No, 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 no. So beardio tacos. That's no. what, you <laughs> <laughs> what you do. All right, hey, hey, hey! I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, watching like stuff on my phone anymore. But maybe I'm at the gym and I'm like double, double glancing at some girl. Like, let me tell you, repent! Don't feed it. Yeah, you know, yeah, sin, yeah, don't do yeah, no, that, Come on, bro. It, bro. Mm. Because one day, it took four years for this woman. She had a, a relationship yeah. with her. Saying, one day, your sin is gonna eat you. Wow. It's gonna eat your soul. It's gonna eat your mind. It's gonna eat your walk with God. Mm-hmm. You're going to die spiritually. Unless you get rid, not only of the sin, of the relationship. Get rid of your feelings towards your sin. Take it seriously. Get open. Tell people what you're struggling with spiritually. And then let someone take the Bible. Take the sword. Do surgery on your heart and just cut out the sin. Kill the snake. Kill the pet that you don't need. You know, some of us are like, wow, I feel like I feel like I know God loves me, but I feel like in the world, in my life, there's been too much pain. I'm so hurt. And if there's pain and suffering in the world, how could God love me? Mm. We'll go over here to Romans chapter five. Come
1: Come 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 on. Romans
0: chapter five, we'll pick it right here. Now, this is right where the communion message was read today, so...
1: The
0: Bible says in verse 3, Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings. We know suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts Through the Holy Spirit Who has been given to us And then it talks about how God died for us on the cross That's what we read from communion But right before that It gives us an answer to the problem of pain And suffering in the world Pain does not mean There is no love Pain is not an excuse to not forgive To become hateful To become cold in our hearts Pain does not mean That God has left you Pain means God is walking you through the hardship mm-hmm. because he's got something bigger, greater, and better on the other side of yeah. pain. And let me tell you, it starts with healing. Yeah. Come on, yeah. bro. Come on, bro. You
1: know,
0: as we read in Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians, it says, love always protects. Mm-hmm. Love always trusts. Mm-hmm. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Love doesn't quit when it gets hard. Let me tell you the, 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 the problems in your life. Let me tell you whose fault they are.
1: Mm. Right. They're yours. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've made your problems in your life.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, but you don't understand the environment I was in. You No, 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 no. Someone's sin doesn't give you the right to sin. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Here, it says that when you go through suffering, God is trying to teach you perseverance. Yeah. What is perseverance? It means when things get hard, you and I don't quit. Yes, sir. That's what it means. But some of us, we spent our whole life doing nothing but what? Quitting. Quitting. Oh, talk about it. What do you mean quitting? I'm quit I mean, it. Quit, eh? Let me tell you how I quit. When I was 15 and my mom divorced my family and life got really hard, I couldn't deal with the pain of my mom not loving me.
1: Yeah.
0: I had zero perseverance. So I went and I drank a lot of alcohol for the next eight years of my life. Because it was much easier to quit yeah. of dealing with the pain, of getting help. It was way easier just to numb it out. And I quit on growing as a man. Come I quit on. on dealing with my emotions. Money. I quit on forgiving because that's hard stuff. It's painful. Yeah. But I developed no perseverance. Come on. Well, if I don't develop perseverance, what am I missing then? Well, it says in verse 4, perseverance produces character. character. Mm. What's character? Character produces things like you don't quit when you when you say you're gonna be somewhere and do something. Guess what? You do it. You do it. Yeah. Right? Character is not like personality. Oh, he's funny. Oh, she's sweet. Oh, he's smart. Oh, she's smart. Like, no, no, no. That's your personality. Character takes things like discipline.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like you're able to consistently check yourself, have self-control, time management. Right. These are people who have character. It's nothing to do with your degree. Nothing to do with your major. Characters here. Yeah. Yeah. But if you quit, every time it gets hard, I guarantee you'll have no character. I guarantee you walk around in life, oh my god, I'm a victim. Oh yeah, look what people have done to me. Mm -hmm. No, don't stop that. Yeah, come on, Nate. Come on. It's not God's plan for you, for me. Yes, come on, Nate. Someone who develops character has hope. Mm. And it says hope does not put us to shame. It says in, uh, I believe, the King James, hope does not disappoint. What is hope? Hope means that when you get into a situation, any situation, you believe the outcome will be good. I hope, getting into this, the end is good. Most of us, because we never persevered, never got character, we don't have hope in our life. So we go into situations and we see what? Fear. The end of this situation is going to be bad. That's called fear. This situation is gonna hurt me. I'm not gonna try. That's called fear. Mm. You live in a reality that's negative, even though it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, it's so true. That's called fear. Yeah. If you if we live a life of fear, we're not living a hope, which means you didn't develop character, which means you didn't persevere, which means you're still in a stage of what? Suffering. Yeah, talk about oh, it, bro. Come on. Let me tell you what God has just waiting for you. Mm. He's got a big fat. Juicy situation that's going to be very hard for you. Why? Why? To give you Mm. character. Mm. To give you hope. Because He loves you. Mm. Come on, bro. He wants you to grow through the pain, become bigger than the pain. Mm. That's all God wants to do.
1: Mm.
0: Pain doesn't mean there's not love. Mm. Pain just means God is trying to help you. Grow as a person. Yeah. On, Here's the thing. We watch like movies about this stuff, and we're all like, yeah, yeah, woo, that's a great movie. This is like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> right? It's like the story of Rocky. It's this guy, this boxer, right, who's like a reject, loser, his family. No one loves him. The girl he wants doesn't even know he exists. Right? But Rocky wins our hearts. Why? Because he wins all of his boxing matches? No. No. no because he takes a lot of pain and still trains and comes out a winner, comes out a champion. Yeah. Right? We we think about all these movies where people go through heart. like what song, what song is like, oh my gosh, everything went right in my life. Nothing went wrong. Everything's good. Hooray, hooray. Like who listens to that? That song sucks. What are the songs that we listen to? It's about pain. It's about heartbreak. It's about loss. Right? It's about broken dreams. And like we all, we all have our like playlist. Right, right now, it's ca- for the brothers, it's called Gym Playlist. Oh. And you just put the headphones in and you're like, Oh, that's hard. And this this artist, this song understands my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go to the gym just to like, ah. Right? For the sisters, it's like, I'm just going to like sit inside. I'm going to like look out the window. I, I hope it rains today. It's my favorite weather. I'm going to sip like, my hot chocolate. And there's a movie on Lifetime. And. About this guy and girl who like love each other and don't they don't make
1: <laughs> oh right like that like that's how
0: that's how you get right? that's it
1: so
0: guys guys it's good like we we admire people who make it through hardship yeah that's true. we just don't like it when we're the main character yeah. we don't like it when we're the one uh, look okay <laughs> don't expect the ending right? don't expect the ending
1: come on
0: when we love God, we trust when he puts us in hardship. We persevere with God. This is love. First Corinthians 13, sick. This is love. This is the definition of love. And God protects us. He doesn't let the hardship kill us. Right? He protects us in the hardships. This is what we've got to understand. Go over here Matthew 22. Come on, bro. Come on, Nate. You guys still awake, on, Come baby, bro? On. This is fire. Bro. I told you guys we're gonna learn about love. Uh, uh, pain. I thought you guys were like so excited about this very soft, gentle, fluffy topic called love. This like on, little bro. Disney, Disney lesson about love. Come on, guys. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. Come on, Nate,
1: it's awesome. Matthew <laughs>
0: twenty-two. Pick up right here. We're in verse thirty-five.
1: Come on, Nate. Let's go. Come on, bro.
0: Oh, Matthew twenty-two, thirty-four. Hearing, hearing that Jesus silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. It's the really always the religious people. One of them, an expert in law, tested Jesus with this question: Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart." With all your soul, with all your mind, and you have a footnote that says, with all your strength. Mm -hmm. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, when Jesus says, love God all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, what does he mean? Obey God. As we learn, obey God. Mm -hmm. We must love obedience. Obey God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, Mm -hmm. your strength. This is the first command. This is the greatest commandment. A lot of people think that, what's the best thing I can do as someone who wants to get to know Jesus? Love your neighbor as yourself. Wrong. The first commandment, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God. But, of course, here's the second commandment, verse 39. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All along the prophets hang on these two commandments. My second point, we must love forgiveness. Jesus here says, love your neighbor as yourself. And if we are to carry out that command, we must love forgiveness. On. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 says, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 and 5. We read it. I'm just going to reference it. Mm-hmm. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not easily angered. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Why does love do these things? Do these things? Because we are tempted naturally. To be self-seeking. What do I get out of this? We're naturally, easily angered. Anger is like breathing for me. Mm-hmm. And we naturally, when we come into contact with a person we're supposed to love, says love your neighbor, right? What's the, and, and they've hurt us in the past. So what's the easiest thing to do? Keep mm. Let me see what you did last time. Aww. You hurt me here. You did this. You were not kind. Mm, you, mm, you, you, so, uh, nope, done, bye, oh. good luck, oh. cut out, oh. ah, Please over. Yeah, i talking about it, bro. No more. bro. Yeah, come come Canceled. Yep. <laughs> this is how we get, yeah. this, is how we get. <laughs> yes. this is how we get I believe that even the religious people Are the most unloving people oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. About that,
0: bro. Go over here to Luke chapter
1: 23 <clears throat> Come on, bro. Come on, this We man. must
0: love forgiveness Come on, Luke 23, pick it right here in verse 32 Everybody knows, right, the statement Like, oh, Jesus died for my sins Everybody, like, I no one wakes up And doesn't know that, especially in Oklahoma Oklahoma's in the Bible Belt, right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Luke 23-32 Two man. other men Both criminals were led out with Jesus to be executed This is not Jesus dying on the cross When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified Jesus along with criminals One on his right, one on his left Jesus said Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Jesus is hanging there, dying, bloody, beaten on the cross. The people stood watching. The rulers sneered at him. They said, oh, Jesus saved himself. Let him save himself. If he's God's Messiah, if he's the chosen one. Soldiers came up to a man hanging on the cross, dying. They mocked him. They verbally abused him. They made fun of him. They bullied him. They offered him wine vinegar. They said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Yeah. This is the last moment of the life of Jesus, and everyone around him is spitting on him, making fun of him, and beating him. Mm. Jesus only says, does, and feels one thing He looks down at these people. Forgive them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't hold these wrong things against them. Come on, mm. they don't even know what they're doing. Mm. You see, Jesus was seeking the good of others. Jesus was seeking the good even of his enemies. Jesus didn't get angry, but instead erased all records of wrong, past, present, and future. If there is someone in your life who you're not willing to forgive, let me tell you what helps me. If someone hurts me in the church, outside of the church, whatever, I think, okay, did they spit on me? Probably not, no. Have they beat me with whips for hours? No. (coughs) Have they literally nailed me to a cross? Uh uh. Okay. So then why can I not forgive them? Mm. Because Jesus got, and He forgave them, and like, what excuse do I have? Here's the crazy thing even if someone did that to me, I should actually forgive them. I would actually be just like Jesus in that moment. Uh, We have no excuse. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. There's a story. Mm. two monks two monks they're traveling monks they would meditate they'd go to different monasteries and learn ancient wisdom two monks two monks were traveling and they reached a town and there was a young rich woman very powerful woman she is in a stretch limousine right and she has, like, all the bodyguards, the chauffeur. And anyway, so her limousine pulls up outside of a huge, like, uh, uh, business skyscraper. And uh, it had been raining uh, all morning. And so there's puddles and there's, like, mud. And so you guys ever step out of a car and you're, like, and, like, there's right there by the gutters all the mud? And you're, like, like oh, my God. It's the same situation. <laughs> it's the worst. So she opens the door and there's deep puddles. She doesn't want to ruin. She got, like, some, like... Steve Madden, some whatever, nice shoes. And so she stands there just looking at the mud. She has to go and she's just like very like angry, like like, and like all of her her driver, her security guards are like, oh, just step over, and she's just standing there, like, oh my god, they don't know what to do. And it's right then that the monks are, are coming by. So the younger, there's two monks. The younger monk notices the woman, says nothing, walks by. The older monk quickly goes, steps in the puddles offers his back. The the young woman gets on his back, takes her across, takes her to the front door of the building, and sets her down. As soon as the old monk sets her down, she shoves him, motions to the team, and goes in to a very important business meeting. The young monk and the old monk continue on their way walking. As they're walking, the old monk, he's just like... The young monk, though, the young monk is just like... (laughs) <laughs> After several hours Unable to hold his silence mm-hmm. The young monk Speaks That woman That woman back there She was so selfish She was so rude You stepped in the mud You offered your back You carried her She didn't even thank you She just shoved you She just went uh, What the heck mm. The older monk Turns and replies I said." The woman down hours ago. Why are you still carrying her?
1: Oh Oh, <laughs>
0: nice.
1: oh. Dirty. Wow. Dirty. 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 Yeah.
0: And I believe This is how most of us live. Yeah. <coughs> There's oh, wow. someone in your life that you're still carrying. Oh. And like piggyback rides are like cute and they're fun, but what if you had to carry it around? A whole other human on your back 24 oh. 7. How would that, like physically, literally, yeah. how would that impede? How would that get in the way of your life? How would that get in the way of it? You'd be like, ah! you gotta put them down. Mm-hmm. You gotta put them down. Right? People's crazy shouldn't make you crazy. Yeah. Mm. This, it's, no, don't do that. On, the man. people who you're not willing to forgive, they own you. Mm, they can they own your life they own your peace they they flat own you you're a slave to them who are you still carrying Mm. go over here to Luke chapter 7 how how do we guys we've just been studying on love right right? Jesus said the the greatest the second greatest command love your neighbor as yourself Mm -hmm. how can we love people (laughs) if we have not forgiven Luke chapter 7 and verse 36. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. You Just guys fire. still awake still up? No. I usually preach this lesson for Valentine's Day because it's all about love.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: So uh, you guys are getting it way early. <laughs> all right. nice. nice. Way, way Thanks, early. Not, bro.
1: Hey,
0: bro. Come on, Nate. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Really need, Come on, bro. The Bible says, really When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, Jesus went to the Pharisee's house and he reclined at the table. I like to say Jesus was big chilling. chilling. <laughs> a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. Now, Pharisee is just a pastor, just a religious leader. She goes to the house with an alabaster jar of perfume. She stood behind Jesus at his feet, weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed the feet of Jesus, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee or pastor who invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, nose in the air, if this man were a prophet, talking about Jesus, he would know who is touching him, what kind of woman she is. She is a sinner. Oh, oh. Ill. Oh. She. <laughs> That's how the religious guy sounds in my head. He's just like a freaking snob. Oh, I, just, no. I, just wanna, like, I have to like forgive him because I just want to punch him in the face. It's oh, oh. not right though, I need to forgive him. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it, there it is. I know, right? Hey, it's so hard, right? In the I am preaching to myself. Thank you. Uh-huh. Luke chapter 7, verse 40. What does Jesus do here? Jesus answered him be <laughs> Don't ever be <laughs> Simon? Oh. Simon! Hey, I have something to tell you. Oh, uh, uh, watch out! Jesus want to have a little, little mentoring time. Uh, he has a little, uh, a little, a little something, something for Simon here.
1: here.
0: Simon doesn't see it coming though, cause Simon is like, I'm religious, so like yeah. like, of course, of course, me and Jesus talk. Of course. Uh, Simon, he goes, tell me, teacher, tell me. Yeah, I know. No, Simon. Two people owed money to a money lender. One man owed the money lender five hundred. Denari. That's five years worth of work. Dang. Imagine your paychecks for the next five years. You don't get them. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <I'm fine. laughs> <laughs> That one hit Claudia. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. The other. The other guy. The other guy owed the money lender fifty denarii mm. So only like six months, half a year's wages. But neither man had the money to pay back the money lender. So he forgave the debts of both. Which of the two men will love that guy more? Mm. Hmm. I suppose. I mean, I guess I suppose the one who had the bigger debt Mm. forgiven. Ah, so you're not dumb. (laughs) You, you, You actually understand. You've judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman. And he said, Simon, do you see this woman? Little. Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. Mm. You know, perhaps as we've been studying out love this morning, they're like, oh my gosh. Like now that I know what love means according to the Bible, Mm. not according to other standards, I feel like I'm not a very loving person. I feel that way sometimes. Jesus gets to the core of the issue. We think we're better than people. Mm. When you think you're better than someone, you don't got to love them. You can look down on them. Just like Simon did to the woman. Mm. But the woman who understands that Jesus would save her, that Jesus would forgive her, that woman, mm. she loved so much because wow. she had been forgiven so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We must stay in tune Come on, with what God has saved us from. Come on. Come on. Come on. Without Christ, we would lack a purpose. Yeah. yeah. We would be deceived. We'd be religious hypocrites just like Simon. Yeah, we would be hurt people hurting people. Yeah, we would actually have many people surround us but feel very lonely. Yeah.
1: Talk about that.
0: This is life mm-hmm. when we're not forgiven and in the family and loving our neighbors and living out the love of God. Yeah. Come on. First, you forgive anyone who's hurt you. And look, here's the thing. To forgive someone... This is why I believe we struggle forgiving. We think forgiving invalidates our pain. Like if I forgive someone, it means they get away with hurting me, meaning that your pain isn't seen or understood or No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Let me tell you who saw your pain. God. Come on, bro. Let me tell you who took your pain. Jesus on the cross. Yes. So your pain matters. It's seen and acknowledged first by God, hopefully by the people around you, but God should be enough to validate your pain. Come on. so then you should forgive yeah. and if you don't it's like telling god god you don't care about my pain uh jesus could have died harder and so i don't want to forgive wow. 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 forgive you know acknowledge you're hurt that's okay it's valid mm. it's valid that you're hurt it's not okay that you're hurt but it's okay to acknowledge that mm. have a conversation in prayer First pray. I think sometimes we're like, oh my god, the pastor said to go tell the person who hurt me that I'm hurt. Hey, listen, you! You hurt me! You're mean! You're arrogant! You suck! And and, and you should- I forgive you! <laughs> That's not what the pastor's saying. That's not what I'm saying. Here. That's not what I'm teaching preaching. You gotta pray. Get your heart right if you've never had to go and forgive someone here. Get advice. Ask someone, hey, how do I have this conversation with someone who's hurt me very deeply? This let me tell you, I'll, I'll give it to you for free right here.
1: <laughs> Thanks. He
0: three. Thank you. you go to that person and you say, hey, I love you. You're my brother. You're my sister. I know you want, I know you just want what's best for me. I know that. But I gotta be honest. Most people. Yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, talk to me. I'm here for you. Uh, When you did X, Y, Z, or when you said X, Y, Z, whatever, that really hurt me. I got sad. I got depressed. I got hurt. I got angry. How are you feeling? Talk about your feelings. Good, good. And then just be like, can you, you got to tell that person, can you forgive me for being angry and bitter and sad towards you? Because you're in sin. Yeah. Let me tell you, nine times out of ten, the person who hurt you does not know they hurt you. Yeah, it's so I bet. Number one. So typically, the person responds, like, oh, Bro, are you, are you serious? Like, I had no idea. Oh my god! Look, I forgive you. I forgive you. But I'm so sorry for doing X, Y, Z. Please forgive me. Yeah. And and there's a great reconciliation. There's a great so restoration of a relationship. So true, bro. Yeah. So true. Because love always trusts. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen? Yeah. Alright, that's all I go. Uh, my third point bitterness the killer of love Mm. yeah bitterness the killer of love first Peter chapter 4 come on bro are you guys excited bro. I'm, I'm fired up about yep. I, like, I feel like they got deep I feel like everyone's really feeling things oh, yeah. Yeah, is good. that means a lot That means a lot of us are feeling hurt bro, this I morning <laughs> first Peter four, First Peter 4 eight we're just learning what the Bible says about love okay first Peter 4 eight it says above all above all what is above all it means higher than anything else above all love each other deeply. Because love covers over Love is able to forgive many times. Cover over a multitude of sins. You know, to be bitter is understandable, but it's not acceptable.
1: Yeah.
0: Matthew 24, 12, it says, because the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to challenge you. We talked about it earlier in the lesson about the five love languages.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, Physical touch. What's the last one? Acts
1: of service.
0: Acts of service. There you go. No. I forget it because it's my
1: favorite. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to challenge you. Find someone, a brother or sister in the church. Find them. And actually get to know what their love language is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get to know how each other here in the church feel love. Because you might be like, oh, I love you. Give hugs and hugs. Everyone's like, dude, why is that dude always hugging me? Like, Ugh, Right? Mm-hmm. And you're in your mind, you're like, I'm just trying to love people. yeah that's all <laughs> But love puts someone else's needs, what? Like, oh, I love you. No, 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 no. That's the wrong way to think about it. That's not how the Bible calls it to think. I love you. No, no. The Bible says, what makes you feel loved? Mm. That's the question to answer. In your relationships, what makes the other person feel loved? And then you just do that. Come on, Nate. But um, That's hard. Just do that. Mm. Just be loving. right? Let's go over here, 1 Corinthians 13. We're wrapping up. Come on, Nate. 1 Corinthians 13,
1: chapter
0: 1. Come on. Come on awesome. Come on,
1: bro. Come on,
0: Nate. Come on, Nate. I should preach this for Valentine's Day, huh? yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Be good.
0: 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. What does God actually want? 1 Corinthians 13, 1, the Bible says, if I speak in the tongues of men, if I speak in the tongues of angels, but if I don't have love, I'm only resounding gong." I'm only a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, if I know all mysteries and knowledge, I'm like the smartest dude. I know all the scriptures, all the Bible. If I even, if I have a faith that can move mountains, if I can baptize the nations. Mm. But if I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give, if I give all I possess to the poor, all my money, my house, I take out spiritual of love, I just give it all to the church. Even if I give my body to hardship, if people beat me, put me in prison, I make fun of me for being a Christian. If I do all of these things for God, for God, for God. But if I don't have love, I gain nothing. You can be talented, smart, funny, sacrificial, fruitful, faithful. But at the end of the day, without love, yeah. all of those things are just about who yeah.
1: you. Yeah. You. Yeah. Come on, girl.
0: It becomes pride. Right. On, Look how good I preach. Look how many Bible studies I set up. Look how long I pray. It's just about you. Yeah. Love. What's the title of the lesson? Love never
1: yeah. fails.
0: Love never fails. But again, the Bible's definition mm-hmm. of love. love.
1: Mm-hmm. Matthew nine thirty-five. Come
0: on, Come on you know I think we gotta have love for the lost world yeah. Come on, it says right here as soon as I get there scrolling in the scroll Come on, Matthew 9.35 Jesus went through all the towns all the villages teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom healing every disease and sickness when Jesus saw the crowds he had compassion on them Because the people were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then Jesus said to his disciples, as he would say to this church, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest field. You know, I believe this is a hardworking church. I believe we go everywhere. We share our faith. We invite people to study the Bible. We invite people to service. I believe we stay up very, very late studying the Bible with people mm. who at the end of the day ignore us, shun us. They cut us off like we didn't care and love them, and that's fine. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Come
0: on. But what I want to call us to do is to keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Come on. You mean work more, work harder? Yes. yes. Yeah. But more importantly than that, I want to call us to love deeper. Come, yeah. on, Come on, bro. The amount of work we're willing to put in to help someone get in a relationship with God yeah. is only going to be accomplished if our hearts are like Jesus Christ. Yeah. It says here that he saw. He observed with his eyes. I see that people all around us are harassed.
1: Yeah.
0: Harassed. They're in pain. They're in distress. They're in suffering. But here's the crazy thing. We can be that. we, that happens to us too. Life's full of yeah. hardship. Come on, bro. But we're not helpless. Yeah. We have a way out. It's called Jesus Christ and the kingdom. Yeah. Come on. Guess what they have? Nothing. Yeah.
1: Come
0: on. They are helpless. Come on. And it's up to us to go onto the campus, to go out to our classmates, our roommates and friends and just say, hey, do you want to come study the Bible? Do you want a purpose in life? Do you want help? Do you want truth? Do you want meaning? Come on, You want a family and community? No, it's not perfect, but it's willing to forgive. Yeah.
1: Come on, bro.
0: Because God offers those things. Please come study the Bible. Yeah. 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 Come Please come to church. I just want to love you. Come on, yeah. Come on. Come on. When your love and your heart of compassion grows, it's easy to work. Yeah. It's easy to do great things for God.
1: Right, come
0: on. You know what I end with the quotes? Come on, bro. Says Alexander, Caesar. Charlemagne, these are famous emperors, and myself, Napoleon Bonaparte. We have founded empires, but what did our empires rely on? Sheer force and violence. Jesus Christ alone founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men and women will die for him. In every other existence, there's imperfection. But in Christ is only a perfect love. Wow. If a general, a war general, understood the love of Christ, mm. then we should too. My brothers and sisters, love never fails. I love you. Thank you very much.